today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Uh, but uh, no decision has been made regarding legislative changes to the state's abortion law, according to the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar. The Cabinet, it seems, is divided on a recommendation by Barrister Marie O'Shea um, uh, following her review into Ireland's abortion laws. Uh, the review has made a number of recommendations, including making the mandatory three-day waiting period to access termination medication optional and uh, we are joined or we're trying to be joined I think there might be a slight issue on the line there uh, by ah uh, here we go by Neve Griffin uh, who is the health correspondent of the Irish Examiner and has obviously been covering this story in some detail. Good morning to you, Niamh. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. How are you? Very good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Uh, tell us more then about the review into Ireland's abortion laws. Uh, there were 10 legislative recommendations and 60 on operational issues. And what have been making some of the headlines? Yes, so there's a, a number of issues around the, the Termination of Pregnancy Act, as you say. So I suppose one one of the standout issues is that they've recommended the removal of the, the mandatory three-day waiting period. So this is that situation where a, a woman would go to her, her GP or to a hospital, her GP usually, or, or a family planning clinic and discuss wanting a termination. And then there has to be a three-day, I suppose, a kind of reflection period. And that was what was voted on in the referendum and that was, um, you know, seen as part of it. But there's been a lot of concern around that and that there were calls to make it voluntary so that if a woman wanted to wait, she could. And, you know, this review now has recommended that that be removed. Um, even and though and, and is there a sense of, you know, the practical implications of it mm. being mandatory at the moment and why there are concerns? Well, the Family Planning Association were saying during the week that one of the issues is that if you're quite late in your, well, coming up towards the, the, you can only get a medical um, abortion up to nine weeks. If you're coming up to that date and then you're waiting another few days and then maybe you're trying to get a hospital appointment if there's something complex about your termination, then that you might be, um, you might, oh, sorry, 12 weeks, sorry, not nine weeks, that you might be exceeding the date. And that's a big concern. And then and another just to be clear, a, a medical abortion is uh, with the the, um, um, the use with of the a pill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah, with the pill, which you can get through your GP or the family planning clinic. Um, and another concern then is maybe for women who are in a, a difficult, a vulnerable situation, uh, maybe an abusive relationship, and it's quite complicated to get out and get to see the GP. And then they're having to make excuses to return again for another appointment. And and is there any sense that that could be addressed, you know, with practical measures, or is there a view that the law itself needs to be altered here? Well, what the reviewers recommended is that it should be removed completely from the setup. But um, this was sort of floated and discussed recently, and you probably heard um, Leah Bradker and Michal Martin discussing it, and they were saying. You know, the three days were part of the package that people voted for in the referendum, in the the repeal the ACE referendum. So they didn't seem like they were, you know, chomping at the bit to remove it, so to speak. Okay. Um, Yes. So the Taoiseach did say, though, did he not, that 
as far as he's concerned, the gaps in the law will be dealt with. But, as you point out, there are different views, some of them already expressed mm. publicly, even among the Cabinet on this one. Yes, yes, that's right. I mean, there, there's there were people, I mean, if you remember someone like Simon Coveney, who was not really in favour of repeal the 8th and came round to us during the campaign, and people like that would have voted on a very set package, and I think there's concern that if you start changing that now, that you'll alienate people who, who had uh, reservations, I suppose, initially. Um, but then a lot of medics would say that the three-day um, waiting period, there is no medical evidence that that, is, that it works. The Family Planning Association found that um, almost all, I think it was about 97% of the women who came to them went ahead with the abortion uh, even after the three-day period. So, so they didn't, you know, women weren't changing their minds, I suppose, mm. with uh, their argument. Now, this review was uh, set out in the original legislation, wasn't it? That there was going to be yes. one. Yes, that's right. Um, that's right. as, as, again, right. as, as part of I remember at the time it was being right. discussed in the run-up to the referendum uh, as being a factor here, that they would look at it after a period of years and see how it was working. And I think that maybe a lot of people expected the review to look at, you know, practical ways in which the the system is working rather than the actual nuts and bolts of the of the system. I yeah, mean, well, that's fair enough. The only thing I'd say is that if you ask a barrister uh, to yeah. look into this, then I suspect the laws are going to feature in her review. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. And I mean, there's other questions as well. Joe. We we know there's only about one in ten GPs currently offering um, medical abortions, and one of the reasons they're reluctant in some parts of the country is that some hospitals don't offer termination services yet. We still don't have, there's only um, 11 of the 19 maternity hospitals offering services. Yeah. And a lot and of GPs feel they need that backup, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're talking to Neve Griffin from the Irish Examiner, the health correspondent. I mean, that's probably one of the most interesting aspects of this analysis. Um, and I think I mentioned it in relation to a headline in another newspaper this morning. Okay. The, the nature of the availability of the service and how county by county, it has a tendency to be different. Yes, that's right. Um, like at the moment, say Cork and Limerick, for example, would have quite good coverage and there's quite good interaction between GPs, family planning and the two maternity hospitals. But other parts of the country then wouldn't have that. So women are faced with, as well as the, you know, the difficult decision they're making and the having to go to a GP, they're also maybe having to get on a bus and travel to another country, county, another country, sorry, travel to another county, you know, or get a lift or drive or arrange childcare. It's quite complicated. And that's, um, the review looked at that as well. And it it talks about amending the legislation to expand the, the, the health professionals who could offer the service. And they've recommended the HSE should do a mapping exercise to find out exactly how many, um, how many how many service providers are there in each county? Right. But beyond GPs, you mean? Is that? I mean, yeah, that seems to be. It says expand the range of health professionals. So at the moment, it's GPs and the family planning clinic, the IFPA. So I'm not sure who else. I mean, you know, you'd hardly be going to your physio or something like to be facetious for a minute. So I'm not sure. I would say 
maybe expand the GPs, support GPs to, to offer it, the people who are reluctant, you know. And remind me, me um, don't medical professionals um, have an opt-out if they wish uh, on, mm-hmm. is it ethical grounds? Yes, that's right. Uh, conscientious objection. So they, they um, if they feel that it's not appropriate for a service that they want to offer, but they're supposed to refer women on to someone who does offer it. Right. But the, so, the difficulty you have practically there is that if you are in an area of the country where very few GPs are doing it mm-hmm. anyway, uh, then that can mean having to travel elsewhere, can't it, in effect? Yes, yeah. yes. Which is, you know, kind of ironic when this was brought in to stop travelling to England, that there, there's still this barrier there. And I think a lot of people, like the, the National Women's Council, would have done a lot of research on this, and they would find that travel barrier between the cost and the maybe lack of access to transport or lack of access to childcare for your the children you have that, you know, it can be quite complex for a lot of people. Uh, we are, what, no later than February 2025 constitutionally before we require a general election. Is it your sense <laughs> that this legislation may be looked at on a slow enough basis until after that point? Uh, I probably do, probably. I mean, it's quite contentious. Um, I think the the agreement this week was that Cabinet will refer the recommendations to the um, Oireachtas Health Committee for consideration. So that's the the committee that meets uh, quite regularly. They meet in public on Wednesdays and and quite regularly as well outside of that. Um, But, you know, they're dealing with an awful lot at the moment. They're also looking at safe access zones. Um, to uh, sort of give people more safety going in and out of services which offer abortions. Uh, So that will probably all tie up together. And it's April now already. They're breaking up in in July, isn't it, for the Mm. summer break? Mm. So Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you could be right. All right, we'll wait and see. Well, listen, thank you very much uh, for explaining all that to us this morning. That's Niamh Griffin, who's health correspondent with the Irish Examiner. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.